Hey guys, happy Black Friday. Uh, as part of a special Black Friday sale, the Ace of Geeks is bringing you a free podcast about Moana and Hamilton. Hooray! <laughs> if you like the show, be sure to leave us a review and uh, have a great weekend. Thanks. We are wizards, we are crewmen, we are Jedi superhuman. Warriors fighting on the side of good. We are DMs, we are players, we are hardened undead slayers. Elven archers roam the enchanted wood. We all pretend to be something, so why not pretend to be something interesting? Nerd on, my friends, nerd on. Keep it up and we can rule the world. Whatever you love is not wrong. There's power in your phantom. Keep strong. Thank you, I stand corrected. No problem, anytime. <laughs> Today, know, like... on Thanksgiving, I am thankful for your strange noises, darling. Today, on Thanksgiving, I am thankful for you. Oh, that's really yeah, sweet. you know. And the fact that you take me to awesome movies. Yeah. And, like, you procure things we, like uh, Hamilton. <laughs> we had, um, you know, the, the traditional family, everyone goes around the table and say, says what they're thankful for thing at Thanksgiving today. And uh, Mei Ling, you know, covered everything good that's happened to me in the last year and what she was thankful for. So I just had to be like, yeah, I'm thankful I have five cats. That's all I got left now. Well, because we are thankful we have the five fur babies. Snowy, stop trying to destroy stop the Stop it. I'll touch you. <laughs> yeah. We're still working on it. Our them. biggest, our big, their biggest fear is our love. Yeah. <laughs> I will pet your head to remind you of my love. love. Da, 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 so we've had a really Lin-Manuel Miranda week. <laughs> yeah, we really have. Um, this past weekend, because of the whole, um, uh, don't mind that sound you hear, it's just snowy destroying my computer chair forever. Um, the, uh, whole Hamilton and Mike Pence thing, um, Maylee and I obtained, uh, perfectly legal of course. And audio-only recordings of Hamilton. Of course, yeah, uh, totes. Which we would, because we would never watch a bootleg video of that, that would be wrong. Uh, right. and finally, you know, because I, I had, had the, um, vow, sort of, that I was going to, uh, not listen to Hamilton until I'd actually well, seen it. Unlike normal people, you don't like to listen to the soundtrack bef- to a musical before you see it. Right. Because Spamalot kind of got ruined for you because. Because I knew all the jokes going yeah, into it. Yeah, except one. the one the that one, caused the you to joke. literally fall out of your seat. It's literally the best joke in the history of theater. Yeah, it's really the, good. The best joke. Um, so yeah, we finally caved and uh, listened to and not watched Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yes, I see what you all were talking about now. It is really, really freaking good. It's amazing. It's really good. Um, it, in fact, it's so good that we are going to tempt our fate and do the lottery. <laughs> well, we're going to do it first. So, uh, I don't know if you saw this that this happened. This um, less than scrupulous theater uh, ticket company 
um, decided that they were going to put Hamilton tickets on sale before Hamilton tickets were actually on sale in San Francisco. So there are all these events popping up like, buy Hamilton tickets now! And tickets were going for like $900 Ridiculous. And all of our friends were like, how did they sell out so fast? How are they so expensive? And I was like, guys, they aren't actually on sale. And then you know, twenty minutes later, SHN theater was like Hamilton. Duh, fuck. They they basically were like, we have not sold a single Hamilton ticket. This is a lie. Don't give them your money. Um, so uh, the good news from all of that is that we know that the tickets for Hamilton in San Francisco are not actually on sale yet, except yes. for the people who had season uh, tickets, which you know, we we'll... we had wanted to do, but then I lost my job. <laughs> life happens. Life. Life. Uh, finds a way, a way to fuck your shit up. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like, it was really, 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 really good. It was interesting because it was... I don't know what exactly I was expecting from Hamilton because, you know, it had been built yeah. up so much in my head. Um, and it is a very typical biographical musical in that it's the story of a deeply flawed person who... Like, the story is yeah. sort of told in a way to make him look amazing, but also to allow him to make egregious mistakes so that there can be tragedy. Yeah. Um, well, and, like, the way that they did the storytelling was really, really good. And, like, they packed so much information in so little time. And, Jesus Christ, the set changes were amazing. Yeah. Like, they, I uh, mean, that we, I heard. We, we've heard about it. Yeah, obviously. No, they, yeah. um... Uh, I really like theater that can keep moving seamlessly from number to number without having to have a playoff where they change the set and everything goes black. Yeah. Um, it just it... Or random ensemble characters that serve no purpose except to serve as a scene change. <laughs> <sighs> Which we played before. Yeah. Not in Mary Poppins. We've never met in Mary Poppins, but... I costume Mary Poppins. I know you costume Mary Poppins. There are characters in that I didn't whose say I... sole purpose... Is to be a scene change. I wasn't saying I disagreed with you. I just was saying that... You were disagreeing with me. Okay. Everyone wind back the tape. <laughs> let me know. <laughs> you email us and let me know if I was disagreeing with me. <laughs> Audience, if you know what's good for you. <laughs> I'll remind you of my love. Ba -da 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 -da. Silk is gonna step on the keyboard and mess up no, the not. recording. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's hard to figure out. It's weird because I'm I'm actually having trouble figuring out what to say about Hamilton because even though it's been my obsession for the past week and a half and like stuck in my head every day and I've been for forcing Mayling to listen to it in the car all the time. Ladies, <laughs> um, but. Hamilton actually caused us to realize one thing. All revolutions start in a bar. Every revolution, especially in theater, starts yeah. with a bunch of rich white guys getting drunk and going, you know what I hate? The British. Or capitalism. Or yeah. the French government for reasons that will never actually be defined in this musical. Because, eh, who has time for <laughs> who has that? Who time for reasons? Freedom. 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 <laughs> Yeah. What, what freedom from what exactly? We're not sure. Let's sing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a student and I'm angry. Which is the funny thing about Hamilton because it, the, the lyrics and the songs move so fast that on first listen you don't notice that 
the they actually do give you all the reasoning of the Revolutionary War, and they give you all like snippets of different people's yeah. like motivations and the writings they did back then, and because Lin Manuel Miranda is very very good at cramming a bunch of information into a really entertaining song. Well, because he's like, you know what, guys, this is how we do it. We talk real real fast, <laughs> and then we belt notes. <laughs> And then we talk real, real fast. And then we'll go up and down, and then up and down again. Yeah. And then slowly up and down, and then we'll belt a note. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, like, it works really well. His songs, like, build up, like, just a lot of tension, and it's, like, really good. But the other, Lynn. Yeah. We just we just came back from a showing of... Uh, Moana. Moana? Moana. Okay, I want to make sure I don't yeah. say that wrong, because I, I, I hope I didn't already. say that wrong. Week. But. No, it's uh, which was Disney's newest movie, and it is absolutely proof that we are once again in a Disney golden age. So Yay! Starting starting with Tangled and moving through Wreck It Ralph, Frozen, um, Zootopia, and uh, now Moana, like Disney has been firing on all cylinders basically ever since they were Inside like, out. well, that's it, Pixar. Yeah, but basically right. ever since they they bought Pixar back and were like, John Lasseter, could you? Could you run just... all animation for Disney forever? And he was like, yes, I can. Yes. I will even make the Tinkerbell DVD movies good. Because that is Dude, how good I am. you shut your mouth. They're, they have always good. been no, good. But I mean, no, but that, that's the thing. They didn't start making those until he took over. Yeah. Like, and a, a Thank direct, you, John Lasseter. A direct-to-DVD Tinkerbell animated movie should not be good. Oh, it's not just one movie. There's like five. I know. And they're all good. They're I don't understand. Uh, fairies but, are a thing man yeah um but yeah it was interesting uh because you know we just spent a week with hamilton listening to um moana and being able to immediately pick up yeah the memo wrote this like <laughs> this is his mm. style the rock does a rap kind of maybe sort of in one of his songs yeah and like the song that moana sings is just gorgeous yeah and it's they use it really well as a refrain because it's written in such a way that you could it can be a hopeful song or it can be a tragic song and she keeps coming back to it yeah. at different key points in the journey. Yeah. And like, it kind of reflects like what she's doing and like, dude, animation has gotten so good. That water. Oh my God, that water. That water and that hair. They actually had a water team and a hair team. And it was funny because we like had turned to each other and we were like, damn, that water and that hair dough. And then water the credit, team. The credits rolled hair to team. the water team and the hair team. Yeah. yeah. Somebody was saying in the theater that apparently they spent six years on hair effects just so they could get Rapunzel right for Tangled, which is probably why just all their hair always looks good now. Yeah. I'm sure they had a water team for Moana. Well, because um, I remember watching the short for Piper and going like, holy fuck, that water yeah. is really good. And then seeing this and I was like, oh my god, that water is really good. There was a video I saw today that was just um, like... CG from the 90s, just a super cut. And it was, <laughs> oh, no. it was hilarious oh, how no. bad it was back then. Like, they showed the plane crash from Air Force One, oh, and the geez. plane just looks like it's made of, like, cardboard, and it just kind of, like, <laughs> hits the water, and then, like, little bits fly off, but they don't really break, and there's no, like, yeah. it, like, it just looks so bad. It looks like a first-year student project, and that was a major movie. Well, and that's, like, part of the reason why, um, after seeing... Avatar, you were like, okay, fine, I'm gonna watch Titanic because James Cameron has never made a bad movie, and I was like, I don't 
think you're going to appreciate the movie because the CG is going to take you out of it. Yeah, it has you know? aged badly. That's the yeah. problem with CG. Like, except for if you're using CG for an entire movie. Like, the original Toy Story looks terrible compared to Pixar films now. But it, you can't, it hasn't really aged badly because the whole film looks like that. Um, whereas, like, when you try and combine CG, yeah. so, like, one of the video, one of the clips in that video was uh, the Langoliers. Oh, and God. the CG in that is so bad. So bad. So bad. So bad. It's like, it looks like Birdemic now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, like, I mean, if you think about how special effects have, like, come such a long way, like, when you watch the original Wrath of the Titans, you're kind of like, huh, this is hilarious. How could people have thought, ever thought that this was real? But I'm like, they had no context for it. Whereas, like, what we're thinking is, like, really, really good. Like, who knows in the future they're going to be like, what the fuck is this shit? Undoubtedly, we're going to look back at... You know, Moana's water effect one day and be like, man, that looks really fake. Yeah. I don't know, though. Yeah. I like, too, how they made um, the water a character, but, you know... But didn't didn't make it human-like. Yeah. You know? It was definitely else. It was it was kind of like the water from the abyss, honestly. It was very... Actually, it was exactly the yeah. creature from the abyss. Um but it was cool because, like, okay, some some spoilers are going to happen in this review, I guess. Um, uh, stop playing with our cat's rolls of fat. <laughs> our poor cat is going to get a complex. <laughs> um, <laughs> so cute. It's cooling. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, but I liked how, you know, because they gave her, early on in the movie, basically the ability to control water, which if you're in a um, island civilization is just a broken power. Like, yeah. just... And, so they very quickly then established that the water was not going to always do what she wanted it to do and was not always going to help her. And that it was more about her helping herself and occasionally the water would step in and do something. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was really, really important because Maui did bring up a good point. He's like, dude, if the water, if the ocean's so smart, why doesn't the ocean just do this? Yeah. And it's like, it can't. Yeah. There's the, they never really explained the limits to the magic in this film, but they put them in place anyway, which was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do... Uh, Dwayne Johnson is always just going to be Dwayne Johnson whatever film he's in, though. You yeah. Can't, he can't not be The Rock. No. To the point where they gave Maui the eyebrow in this movie. There's yeah, they totally he, did. He, he, put, he put the people's eyebrow up, and I was like, okay. No, I'm okay with this. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah, but I mean, like, he was still good in it, and like... Yeah, he was great. Yeah. He was just great, you know, as The Rock. Yeah. He was he yeah. was The Rock, but shorter and bulkier and with more tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. But not that much more. The Rock has that giant tattoo on his peck now. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he's going to get a little Maui tattoo. I would if I was him. I would totally get a Maui tattoo. Yeah. Except I, I'd be sad when it doesn't, like, talk to me and, like, you know, <laughs> motivate me. Well, if you're the rock, it probably does. Yeah. You know, you gotta Well, he can make his, like, peck dance. Yeah, he can, make, he can do a little peck dance and it'll, yeah. it'll animate. He'll be like, yes, I agree with me. <laughs> I can totally see him doing that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, no, it was a it was a good weekend. It was a really good movie. Um, the I, I feel like we're not doing it very much justice right now because it's late and we're tired and we had a lot of turkey today. Um, but, trip to fan, man. <laughs> trip to fan. Trip to fan. Um, but it definitely, 
I, I wasn't expecting to weep once, much less twice, during this movie, but they, they have a character who is fully designed to rip, reach into your chest and rip your heart out and throw it on the floor. Um, beautifully. But, but at the same time, like, it was really nice that they... Spoiler alerts. Spoiler alerts. Spoiler podcast alerts. Spoilers from Moana. It's really nice that they broke the mold, that it wasn't the father or the mother who died. Yeah. But, like, a grandmother who's old as shit. Yeah, and naturally passing on to their And kids. naturally passing on and kind of taking, like, the next step in the spiritual journey. I wonder but, if like, that was, like, um, you know, because they needed her to show up and give Moana a pep talk at the end of the film. And I wonder if they were, like, when they got to that part of the script, they were like, we need someone to give her a pep talk. There's no one to give her a pep talk. The ocean can give her a pep talk. Okay, well, we we need Grandma, but, but Grandma's back on the island. Unless Grandma's dead. <laughs> Someone's <laughs> like, you're brilliant, but fucked up, yeah. man. That's like up. the um, the story of how um, Wolverine first lost his adamantium. There is a uh, writers' meeting with Marvel in the '90s, and mm-hmm. they were talking around the problem of how you know unkillable Wolverine is. Yeah. And somebody, one of the writers was like, well, geez, why don't we just have Magneto rip the adamantium out of him? And then there's just this long, silent pause. And he's like, guys, I was kidding. Guys. Guys. <laughs> yes, the uh, cats are playing with things. I just need to make sure it's not our food. Okay, that's fine. I will be right back. Just start talking to the void. Uh, but the void, if you stare at void. the void, the void stares back. Void, what are you guys doing? They're just playing with stuff. They're okay. kittens. That's what they do. I was just making sure that they weren't eating our turkey. <laughs> Why is our turkey somewhere where they can eat it? I don't know. But, but, you, but you put it there. How Whatever, you, I can't be expected to do everything. <laughs> you cannot be held responsible for the actions of the turkey. No. Yeah. I signed a waiver. <laughs> uh, but, so yeah, really good music, really good characters, yeah. really good movie. Did we ever talk about Arrival? No, I don't think we did, because Jairus hadn't seen it yet. Right. Yeah, we should. That's another. So really, yeah, stop. Stop listening stop now. Stop listening. The following podcast contains spoilers for Arrival. <laughs> We've actually like had a really good movie week. We have. Like, yeah. Well, Arrival was last week, but it's been a really good two weeks yeah, of movies. Yeah. So Arrival was really interesting. I was expecting it to be a little bit um, more jovial. Oh. But, well, because like I don't know, the trailers made it seem like. You were looking for contact part two. Yeah. Well. Contact was a little bit different, but, like, I don't know. For some reason, like, with the trailers, like, the scenes that they chose, like, when the alien goes, and then she goes, well, I guess that's first contact, that just seemed comical to me. And, like, the whole movie was just very... I'm not sure what trailers you saw, because the alien goes, boop, and she goes, now that's what I call a good introduction. Like, it's clear that Amy Adams is taking herself way too seriously. Yeah. I don't know. I think... I think I just wanted Mark Watney as a linguist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, that's because we want Mark Watney in everything. Right. That's exactly. just what we want. Um, but it was still really, really good. It was and really, like, re- one of the best sci-fi movies I've seen in a very long time. Yeah. It sort of reaches into your brain and takes a hold. And it's it, it tells a story in such an... I don't want to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. It tells a story in such a... Way that is non traditional way that is you won't pick up right away, and when you do pick up, you're going to be really really excited about what you're watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's just it's really really cool and like, um, 
Yeah, I really, I really liked it. It's kind of a, a trippy movie. Yeah, in a way. it's a very much a trippy movie. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, but that was really good. Yeah, and like, it was actually a really interesting like color palette of a movie because it was very gray except for like some moments of like clarity where there were like pops of color and yeah. stuff like that. And I like it whenever movies kind of take that extra level with yeah. things. Color correction is such an interesting thing because you can change completely the feel of a movie. Like, yeah, that's one of the things that's. Um, so you know, we were watching, we were discussing earlier because we were watching the trailer for the Beauty and the Beast live action remake, and about how like it's so over designed. It's so over designed, but also the color palette for the film is really dark and the original yeah. film has all of this this like color to it that i'm kind of like it like it's it's de- not dark but desaturated it's very yeah. like lots of blacks and grays and browns which i think they're probably doing because when the spell is broken then they can pop the color to hell and back and really make a different feel but yeah. it's it there's parts of it that i really want to see stand out more and like the they show a clip in the trailer from um, something there that wasn't there before, and uh, it's just like I'm like, mm, this scene should be a lot brighter and happier because yeah. of what's going on in it. Yeah, and okay, Disney, please just just stop, just <laughs> stop with the live action remakes because like you you guys are doing an awesome job with your animation Seriously. and like. Just keep Marvel Studios alive. And keep Star Wars going. And keep Star Wars going. And you got your live action. Like, yeah. Or, if you're going to do a live action, you need to have a reason to remake the movie. And that's what I'm. That's what the, my thing is with Beauty and the Beast. I'm like, you know, you need... If you're going to remake a movie, you should be aiming to make the definitive version of the movie. And I don't think they are. I think they're aiming to make a movie that will bring in people who are fans of the animated movie, but I don't think they're aiming to make a movie that's, like, better than what came before. And I don't yeah. think you can, because the original animated Beauty and the Beast is one of those almost perfect movies. Yeah. No, it's it's actually pretty fucking yeah. perfect. And, like... We were talking about this, but, like... I don't really like the design of the Beast. Yeah. Um, he kind of looks like he has that uh, werewolf disease where he's just really hairy. Yeah. You know, and like, he's not, he's not beast-like enough for me. We were like, talking about this the other day, and like, it's, I think it's hard for people to do in CG while mixing it with live action so it looks realistic, what they were able to do in the animated thing where they, because, you know, they, the beast in the animated movie is... Um, he's threatening and kind at the like he the same face can be both. Whereas I feel like the face they've got for the live action movie, I I would have trouble seeing the kind of vulnerability that the beast shows in uh you know the dinner and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be awesome. However, I present Planet of the Apes. Right. You know, so like. The technology exists for them to do a completely animated 
animalistic face that can convey human emotions. And I'm like, sure they're using that technology for this movie because they'd be fools not yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's just, it's... It, it's kind of like in the Phantom of the Opera movie where, like, when he gets unmasked, my, my mother, my own mother, was like, that's not that bad. I'd still tap that. And I was like, ma! But, like, that's kind of what it feels like for the Beast, where it's like, I can understand that that would be really scary to see a super hairy person yeah. who kind of has devil horns. But it's not that bad. Yeah. If that makes sense, like, it's just kind of, mm. but also, like, just, I, I, I get that it's from the Baroque era, but, yeah, well, and was... to quote the animated movie, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, it's just, if it isn't broke, don't fix it. Oh! Yeah, like, okay, so the designs, uh, the first time I showed Lumiere's design as like a still image. Ugh, I did not horrible. understand that he's a gold person with like like Lumiere was the design, but yeah. I, I, I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it until I saw this trailer on the big screen. I finally was like, oh, there's a like a humanoid shape on that candle. Yeah. I still don't know where Cogsworth's face is. I, I just don't. He doesn't I've, have a face. Which like. No, Cosworth has a face. Yeah, and it's one of those where it's like, no, that's the joke. He's a clock who has, you know, like, clocks have faces. Like, um, but... And, like, the porcelain smiley faces that are... It's creepy. Yeah, it's not comforting the way Mrs. Potts and Chip's original design is. It's, it's like, Victorian creepy. Yeah, and I know you're trying to, like, go for a realistic look, but, like... There's just we were talking about this with the Power Ranger movie the other day. There's oh this, my god! Oh. This desire in Hollywood right now to really, really overdesign things to put lots of bells and whistles on something when a really clean, simple design would actually serve you a lot better, especially if you're making a movie that's ostensibly aimed at kids. Yeah, well, and like, I will admit, watching the trailer for Beauty and the Beast, I was getting emotional and like, and it helps that the guy that they have playing the beast nailed the voice. Yeah. Like, I mean, he sounds like the beast from the it's, movie. Um, and uh, What's his name from Downton Abbey who's playing the beast? Um, Matthew? Matthew, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And Emma Watson is going to be a fantastic Belle. Yeah, She's totally. going to be strong. She's going to be, like... She's going to be a great Belle. But, um... Like... It wasn't that I was getting emotional at what I saw. I was getting emotional at the feelings that the movie invokes. And that the music invokes. And the music. And, like, every time I hear that opening, that da-da-da-da, I'm just like... Da-da-da. Boom. But, I mean, it was kind of like when I was seeing all the trailers for... Uh, into darkness. Yeah. And especially when they threw up the, you know, like, you, you have, have been, been always to be my friend. Like, that fucking wrecked me. And then I saw it in the movie and I was so angry. So angry. <laughs> but, you know, it, it wasn't... Like, the reason why they did it in the trailer is because they knew that they would get that An emotional, emotional reaction. reaction. And so I'm like, well played. Well played, but it just it looks so over designed yeah. and over it looks overwrought. Yeah, 
and I, I don't know. It's the, same thing, it's the same thing with Power Rangers. Like, there's, like, there's yeah. toy designs have been coming out recently, and it's like, okay, so this Mastodon Zord, let's add six extra legs and, like, two extra tusks and put a cannon on its back, and then it'll be a Mastodon. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. It has, like, six legs. They all have, all the Zords have six legs, for some reason. No! The whole point is that they are animals from, like, an ancient time. Yeah. It's weird. And we still have no idea how they combine them with the Megazord. So we've seen the Zords, we've seen the Megazord, but there's no feasible way they could become the thing. And I'm worried it's going to be this, like, they're not, there's not actually going to be a transforming toy, it's just going to oh, be, no. like, ILM wizardry that's like, and there. You know, like how the Transformers transform in the movies. Yeah. Because, honestly, there's just too many bits. Too, too many, many bits. bits. Too many bits. Stop but, over-designing things for everybody. But, yeah, no. You don't want your bits. I just... I'm really happy that Disney is making, like, really awesome... That they're taking risks in their yeah. animated movies. Well, they're like, just they're just being really smart, too. Like, you, you know, once Hamilton hit, they immediately were like, Hey, Lynn, come and do our next Disney movie. Yeah. Just instantly. Because they're... they're very good at being ahead of the curve in terms of like what artistically will work really well for what they're mm-hmm. trying to do. Mm-hmm. Well, and they were also smart that they had um, a Polynesian uh, composer yeah. work on the Polynesian part of the music, but they were like, okay, look, we can't just have all. Um, and the reason why I'm doing a generic Polynesian, I'm not sure if it was. Yeah. Which which island it was, um, but uh, yeah, they were like we 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 have to have some English yeah in there. We want children to sing these songs. Yes, and we want to translate it into a billion languages. And not to have you know the Lion King thing where it's a whole bunch of white people going Mazapania. We don't know what we're singing, but it sounds super cool, really cool. Yeah. Check your privilege. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah. But, like, no, again, the music was just fucking gorgeous. Well, actually, that was one of the cool things about this. I, and again, I don't know. Tell me if I'm wrong, listeners. But I felt like, because even the Lion King a little bit was, like, kind of fetishized Africa, not, like, oh, really. yeah. No, Whereas this, I felt like, even though it took place in, like, a magical, not actual one of the islands in the real world land, it was still... They felt like they'd researched things and done their homework mm-hmm. to make it actually an accurate... And as accurate a depiction as you're going to get out of a Disney movie with singing and yeah. dancing and all yeah. that jazz. Yeah, and the outfits that they were all wearing was, like, really, really cool. Really cool. Yeah. And you need to make a plushy version of that coconut guy. Oh, my God. I need to make all the coconuts. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> oh my god, they were so cute. I almost want to make their face like Velcro that you can like the put stick little... piece, That's amazing. You right? should do that. Right. Or if you. Hmm, I wonder if you could do this. So it'd be really cool because they're obviously like, you know, drawn their faces on. Um, if you could get a piece of like plastic that's for their face, then make the rest of it like stuffy and cute, and then paint it with blackboard paint. So you can actually draw on it in chalk. That's a great idea. I know. I'm a genius. Ooh. We will do this thing. <laughs> so if you want your very own coconut monster from Moana, don't ask us. We don't have time. We'll, we'll try and make it work. Yeah. 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 
Did you do anything else cool this week? No. Yeah, I know. We've been super busy with stuff. Yeah, we really have. Yeah. We played fetch for an entire day. That's true. We did play fetch with a cat for an entire day. I think if that's going to be the next discussion of the, podca- the podcast, <laughs> we should probably just end early. Yeah, if we all we've got left to talk about is, hey, we threw a toy and our cat brought it back, people are going to be like, uh, can we never listen to this podcast again? No! Where's Jairus? I want Jairus back! <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got nothing. You got nothing. All right. Well, in that case... Hello and welcome, welcome to the Ace of Geeks, Geeks podcast. podcast. Jairus, if they want to email us, how do they do that? A-C-E-O-F-G-E-E-K-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G at gmail.com. That's Ace of Geeks Podcasting at gmail.com. Head to aceofgeeks.net for all of your uh, articles and podcasts and stuff. It's good. You should go there. And our theme song is by Kessel Run. You can find them at kesselrun.net. Nerd on.